The swarm mentality takes over Cincinnati. Why, who they nation didn't come away with the results that they wanted because the Houston Texans are for real. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to this Monday's episode, Victory Monday's episode of the Locked On Texans podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And every day is getting a little bit more sweeter as Cody and I continue mm. to talk Texans. Thank you to all of our new listeners and subscribers out there. If this is your first time, make sure that you subscribe, like, and comment to the Locked On Texans podcast, wherever you get your podcast, YouTube as well. To all of our returning listeners, thank you for lending your ear for another day going to be the fun one today i'm your texas football host uh, analyst excuse me johnson sports guy hickman joining me as always is your insider your sports illustrators on your Texas media member cody davis we're going to look at understanding the keys to victories and really put an eye on some of the more underrated players or plays from sunday's victory against the cincinnati Bengals. how noah brown by the way 172 yards back-to-back weeks with 150 yards through the air and Devin Singletary helped lift this offense and by the way we can't mention Devin Singletary without talking about the offensive line so leave that to me but we're going to open up today's episode guys looking at how the swarm mentality went into Cincinnati and really helped dictate the flow of that game especially Cody for three and a half quarters for the most part Heading up into the week, a lot of Cincinnati Bingo fans just was kind of really rude to Texas fans on social media. Uh, didn't believe that Houston had a shot. Well, not only did they have a shot, Joe Burrow and, 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 and C.J. Stroud, they were going shot for shot. And in the end, it was C.J. Stroud and the Texas standing tall. Look, and I'm going to put it plain and simple. That mentality is part of the reason why the Texans are 5-3 and three. Heading into week 11 with a chance, John, we might as well say it. They are definitely on the on the path to a playoff. They birth. have the seventh wildcard <laughs> spot right now. Right now, that is crazy to think with this franchise, especially this soon. But, John, you know, we normally start off talking about the offense and then we transition into the defense. But I wanted to start with the defense because that's one mentality. I understand that they gave up. 20 points in the second half. I understand that Cincinnati did have a chance to steal this game from the Houston Texans. But, John, to your point, for those three-and-a-half quarters that the Texans played on the defensive side of the ball, I would consider that one of the best defensive performances that we have seen over the last three over the last three years. And it starts with my guy, Sheldon Rinkins. Now, ladies and gentlemen, John, I believe it was on Friday's installment of Locked On Texans. I told you guys that I spoke to Sheldon at his locker, and I asked him, because he missed the last two games with a knee injury, I asked him, hey, how you feeling, man? Are, are, are you good to go Sunday against Cincinnati? And he told me it's go time. And go time is what he lived up to because Sheldon Rankins, went into Cincinnati and had a career day recording three sacks to go along with five tackles. And the one thing I loved about Sheldon Rankin's performance, outside of CJ to a certain extent, I love how this version of the Houston Texans, they do not rely on the services of one guy to lift them up 
every single week. All we have to do is go back to the last regime when you had D Hop in your prom, when you had JJ Watt in his prom. Every single week, there was so Ooh, much not, on that play. Cut you off, but if you go literally right back to a couple of seasons ago, if Brandon Cooks didn't have a good game, then you oh. pretty much know the offense sunk it up. Oh if, my goodness. If, yeah, so like if JJ wasn't out there sacrificing everything, and even when he did, the defense was thinking it up. But if, <laughs> if JJ wasn't impactful, then you pretty much knew the Texans were, were, were getting 25 hung on their head, and that was just two, three seasons ago. Mm-hmm. And to piggyback off what you said, John, over the last couple of weeks, we have talked about Jonathan Gennard, even though he did come away with another sack. We talked about Malik Collins. We talked about Jerry Hughes. We talked about multiple guys on that defensive front who either A, set the tone, i.e., shout out to Will Anderson Jr., or went out there and was able to get home and complete sacks, i.e., the guys that I just mentioned. However, Sheldon Rankins, a veteran who has played in several important games throughout his career, most noticeably with the New Orleans Saints. He had an opportunity with his veteran presence, with his veteran leadership, to go out there and set the tone for that defensive front, for that defense, and that is part of the reason why, after the Texans allowed Cincinnati to score in their opening drive, they had, what, five or six consecutive drives where they had three and outs? I think it was five, correct, John? So... After that first drive, Houston, where Houston did allow the Bengals to convert two or three on third downs, one or mm-hmm. one on fourth downs, the Bengals only had 22 yards through the eight-minute mark in the third mm-hmm. quarter, which included five straight punts. And excuse me, actually four straight punts. And then the Cincinnati Bengals just kneeled going into halftime. So basically five drives where Houston was able to get the Bengals off the field defensively. And guys, that's huge because we know – how good Joe Burrow is. Didn't mean to cut you off, but we know how good Joe Burrow is. And for that defense to take away that team's superpower, that speaks to the difference. This isn't that Tampa Bay, that that cover two, that Tampa two defense from last year, last couple mm. years. This is a different defense. This is, this is a really different defense. I'm glad that you cut me off because, John, that eight-minute stretch that you just finished talking about, Here's how impressive no, no, that no. is. It wasn't an eight-minute stretch. Oh, no, no. It was eight, not even eight-minute mark. Eight-minute mark of the third quarter. Okay, so when you take that portion of the game, you're looking at a team that stopped a Cincinnati Bengals team that won four consecutive games. Joe Burrow had entered his name back into the MVP conversation. This was a team that kept coming into this game has scored an average of 25 and a half points to go along with 350 yards. This is also a team that hung 31 on San Fran's, one of the best defensive teams in the league. Look, I understand the end did get scary, but when you look at the defense that this team played through those first three and a half quarters, it was phenomenal. By the oh, way, this was, a, this was a this was a injury riddle defense that went out there in Cincinnati without the services of Jimmy Ward, who went down with a hamstring injury, and Henry T, the team's leading tackler as of right now, he did not play due to a concussion. This was a phenomenal defensive game for the Houston Texans. Yeah, I think so. When you say it got scary in the end, that's not on the defense. That was simply on Bobby Floyd choosing mm. not to run the ball when – of all the times to run the ball, yesterday was the moment to run the ball, and C.J. Stroud threw that pick. So definitely disagree with that call. Overall, the offense had a good day. Back to the defense, the pressure from the front four. I wanted to see how Houston was going to respond with Devin, not Devin, with uh, Derek Stingley back. And at times, 
They did blitz Joe Burrow in the defense, in the end offense, but the pressure from the front four, I think, really dictate the flow of this game defensively because you had your edges between Jonathan Grenard, between Will Anderson, and what Will Anderson did on yesterday's matchup to lead to that victory won't necessarily show up in the stat sheet. And Jerry Hughes at times, even with Dylan Horton, when they were able to crash the pocket, that forced Joe Burrow to have to step up. And then you're looking at a Sheldon Rankins guy. Sheldon um, Rankins and Malik Collins had a day that made it difficult for those interior offensive linemen for the Cincinnati Bengals to win any of those reps against them. And I, and I don't think we've seen a D tackle play that good in a very long time. Actually, you know, Malik Collins, to your point, Cody, Malik Collins had a big game last week. He had two sacks. Mm-hmm. Sheldon Rankins followed it up with three sacks. They did a very good job, again, just containing Joe Burrow for the most part of that game in that pocket, not allowing him to have those extended plays, got after him early, got after him hard. Nine QB hits. They got to the quarterback four times. And I think Christian Harris played great as a linebacker in coverage and that sideline to sideline. He didn't miss a lot of tackles. He was able to play his zone. And when he flowed, I think a lot of times that cut off what Joe Burrow wanted to do to get the ball out of his hands quickly because Christian Harris was right there. Mm. I mean, I, I can't under understate how good I thought Christian Harris played Sunday back-to-back games after missing time and snaps. Remember, like his role decreased for Houston the last two games you really see the potential that he can have as a linebacker in this league. He was good against the run. Also, Denzel Perriman, who struggled in coverage, he was good against the run as well for Houston. Uh, between those two linebackers and Tavier Thomas at that nickel position, who was solid. I mean, really, I think he led the team in tackles, but he didn't miss a tackle. He was super solid in, t- in terms of playing the flats or playing against the run. Early in the game, they held the Sanson e- Cincinnati Bengals, excuse me, <laughs> to 2.6 yards per carry at the, at one point in the game. So mm. they completely took away, and that's not a team that necessarily produces well on the ground anyways, but they completely took away another element of that offense. And for Houston, they know how that feels. If we can limit you in one area, we'll force you to beat us in another one. And they did force Joe Burrow late in the game to have to do a lot of acrobatic things. We saw some of the cross-body throws, but the discipline of this team the discipline of this defense down the stretch, really for all four quarters. But eventually you knew with Joe Burrow trying those cross-body throws, eventually you knew one of them was going to get picked and one of them did because Shaq Griffin was right there to take it. So overall, man, like the defense for Houston, they played fast, they played disciplined, they played smart, they did not miss tackles. And when the opportunities arrived, they took advantage of them. Can't say enough about Sheldon Rankins and the job that he did Sunday. Hey, guys, listen, a couple of months ago, I needed to find Beyonce tickets. They were expensive and a lot of places where it's hard to find. But you know what? I tried the Game Time app, found exactly what I needed. You should not have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. And the Beyonce concert was a big event. Game Time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all of the sports, music, comedy, theater events near you with killer last minute deals. All in prices and my favorite, uh, my favorite feature: views from your seat and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. You got last minute ticket flash deals and zone deals. 
Super easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. Got the lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, and job loss. Much more with Game Time. They're making it super easy, and I love the app. You got the Game Time tickets has deals on uh, Game Time has tickets on deals right up to the start of the event, even an hour after it starts. You hear what I'm saying? I know y'all do. Y'all listening? Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. And redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-F-L for $20 off. Locked on NFL. It's Christmas time. Maybe your wife, maybe your girl, maybe your brother, maybe your husband wants to go to a Rockets game. They want to go to a concert. They want to catch a play. Game time has the tickets you need. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to this Victory Monday installment of Locked On Texans. John, listeners and viewers, I do want to say this before moving on to our next topic. I truly do believe whether the Houston Texans make the playoffs or not, Coach Demico Ryan should definitely be coach of the year because nobody expected the Texans to be this good, this fast. So kudos to Coach Demico Ryan. A lot of people didn't believe it. Just like a lot of people did not believe that Noah Brown will be this good, this fast for the Houston Texans. Because remember, at doing training camp and throughout the preseason, I kept writing, kept talking about how Noah Brown is going to play an important role for this wide receiving court. A lot of people, including you, John, did believe it. However, over the last two games, Noah Brown has played phenomenal. In Sunday's win against Cincinnati, this young man had a career day for 170-plus yards with seven catches. By the way, over the last three games, 325 yards on 13 catches. Shout-out to Noah Bryan. He's definitely on the verge of a career year, which means this is the second wide receiver that C.J. Stroud <laughs> has helped reach a career season to go along with Nico Collins, who did not play in Sunday's victory due to a calf injury. So, of course, speedy recovery to him. But shout-out to Noah Brown, man. Once again, very huge for this Houston Texans offense. Yeah, you know what? You talk about another career year. The career high for Dalton Schultz came in 2021, 808, 808 mm. yards, eight TDs. Right now he's sitting at 421 with four TDs. And so <laughs> I would not be shocked with Houston having what, eight games left, mm-hmm. eight games left at this point, if we see career highs again from Nico Collins, who already has reached his career high. If we see the career high from Noah Brown, who in back-to-back weeks has put up over 320 yards through the air as a receiver, and Dalton Schultz as well, we're also technically getting career highs from John Metry, who I don't think has dropped all but one pass this year. I mean, he's he's caught all but one pass this year, and every time he catches the, a pass, it seems like it's either for a first down or it's a crucial catch. When I got an opportunity to look at that offense yesterday, you want to bring up receipts, and yeah, I did not necessarily believe in Noah Brown at the beginning <laughs> of the year. I thought Houston just should have went younger at that position, and oh, what was I wrong about that, especially looking at how much of a spark he's been for Ohio State connection, by the way. Hmm. But between him and CJ the last couple of games, they put up regular season, a regular game number with 320-plus yards. 
at the beginning of the year, I made a statement and I said, I don't think Damian Pierce is going to rush for a thousand yards like a lot of people thought he would because of the addition of Devin Singletary. Now, I did not see Damian Pierce having the struggle that he's had this year, but I definitely saw Devin Singletary having moments like this. It was a very good back for the uh, uh, Denver, not Denver, for the Buffalo Bills. And I think when you look at how Devin Singletary and combined with that offensive line, how great they played Sunday, that was the impact for the game for me. They were able to create and get the initial contact from the line of scrimmage right at the snap. The offensive line did a good job of getting to the second level, uh, getting hats on the body. But one thing that the difference between Devin Singletary and Damian Pierce once that offensive lineman in front of you or the offensive line in total was able to get that contact, get to the next level, Devin Singletary Sunday did a very good job of using one cut and getting up the field for additional mm. yards compared to Damian Pierce, where at times you'll see him initiate the contact himself, which will lead to no gains, negative yards, or maybe one or two yards per pop, averaging about 2.6 yards per game. Yesterday, per carry. Yesterday, Devin Singletary alone averaged, I think, five and a half yards per carry. It was very good for Houston. And again, the offensive line did a good job of getting to the second level, which, Cody, how many times, the listeners and viewers, viewers, how many times have you heard me come on this show and say, listen, they got to do a good job of getting to the next level. They got to mm-hmm. do a good job of putting their hands on a linebacker or whoever is in their box because that's going to allow their offensive – I mean, that's going to allow their running backs to be able to get a few additional yards. So that was good to see from that standpoint. And going into that game, Cincinnati allowed five yards per carry. Houston did a very good job, which is something that they haven't been good at feasting on the – inabilities of the opposing team's defense. So that's – that's hmm. and back-to-back weeks, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers allow a lot of explosive plays. Well, you saw Houston go out there and get those explosive plays. This week, the Cincinnati Bengals were not good in terms of stopping the run. Well, you saw Houston go out there and do a good job of establishing the run. And then that allowed the offense, I think, for Bobby Slough to open up in this entirety. Houston had 21 – plays of 10 or more yards that's on the ground that's through the air 21 plays of 20 yard or, or 10 or of 10 or more yards through the air and cj stroud in the houston texas right now guys they are number one in the nfl they lead the nfl with the most 20 yard plays of the season and a few of those came from yesterday mm. When, you, when you're able to run the ball effectively and efficiently, when you're able to create those plays downfield for Bobby Slough, you, you really just got to keep my feet up and just relax and say, I got the guys out there doing what we need for them to do, and they're executing. Yesterday was probably the best executed offensive game throughout the season, and that's including mm-hmm. the two fumbles, one of which I thought should have came back, the C.J. Stroud pass and fumble. Mm-hmm. That's including a touchdown that the – NFL took away. Nobody ever saw Robert Woods step out of bounds, by the way. They didn't. No, they didn't. And then <laughs> and then, and then, that same, I think it's the same end zone, they had a camera there in favor of the Cincinnati Bengals on a pass interference call. So I, I don't know what New York saw because I definitely don't know what the referees saw. But that was a touchdown that was taken away. They ended up getting three there. And then the play call 
at the end of the game. <laughs> it was third and three. It was two play calls at the end of the game. Third and three, CJ throws a pick instead of running the ball. I think it was third and two. And instead of maybe throwing the ball immediately or running the ball again, because you've been very successful to that point, CJ takes a deep shot to Tangdale. Mm. And uh, I would have, you know, rather that not happen. Uh, between the last, I think, five minutes of the game, the Texans defense did allow 10 points, but I think those points came because of the offense's issues during that five-minute stretch. But overall, 188 yards on the day. Um, Devin Singletary, the first 100-yard rusher since week nine of last year, that Eagles game, back-to-back games were 154. Noah Brown, this was a statement game for both sides of the ball, and that offense was really good. But the key to yesterday's matchup was that offensive line and them being able to help establish the run. No doubt about it. Score early, score often, score a lot this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you're thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. NFL, NBA, college football, college basketball, women's college basketball, everything is kind of popping right now. And FanDuel has exactly what you're looking for. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make sure that you are having the fun that you want during this NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Welcome back, Locked On Texans listeners and viewers. Before we close out today's show, understanding the keys to victory, understanding and showing love to maybe some of the more underrated players or plays from Sunday's matchup against the Bengals. Cody, I love the way you open up that second segment, talking about how the mentality of this team has changed under D'Amico Ryans, which is apparent. Hmm. And one of the guys that I want to show love to, like I've already showed love to Christian Harris. Uh, one of the guys that I really do want to show love to, and maybe because I'm a dad now, <laughs> but Jonathan Grenard, man, John, John Grenard, the, 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 the question surrounding Jonathan Grenard was his health. Right. And we talk about career highs offensively. John Grenard right now, has an opportunity to reach double-digit sacks. Uh, but when you look at Grenard, man, he's just playing some good football. Mm. And it's not the football that I think when you look at star edge rushes Houston has had in terms of J.J. Watt, uh, Jadavian Clowney had one of those two big years, Mario Williams. They've had some good rushes here, edge rushes. But – Grenard is playing some very disciplined defense coming from that edge spot, and he's playing a lot of bully ball as an edge defender. Like he's overpowering some of these tackles. He's beating guys that already have bad technique. He's putting moves on them. What we saw from John Grenard in that eight sack year, I think that was his sophomore year. Mm -hmm. What we saw from him that year. He's built off of that. 
He's gotten better. He's gotten quicker. He's gotten stronger. And I think what's been underrated about his game is he's added more moves to his repertoire. So he's been able to get after the quarterback. And if not, if he's not getting after the quarterback, he's helping stop in the ring game. So I definitely want to show John Grenard some love because he was huge yesterday. We're going to give Shutter. I think Shutter Rankins was the defensive player mm. of the game. Like, no doubt about it. But how good would that D tackle game between Sheldon and between Malik Collins, if it wasn't for the edge defenders doing a very good job of just crashing in and taking some of those lanes away from Joe Burrow. And Tavier Thomas stood out to me yesterday as well, making sure that if anything was thrown in the flats, they didn't do a good job offensively of breaking away because when he was there, he secured the tackle. So Tavier Thomas was big for, uh, for the Houston Texans defensively. And then on the offensive side of the ball, Again, as a unit, the offensive line mm. just played so good. <laughs> they played so good. And George Fent, there's a lot of talk about comeback player of the year. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of it going to DeMar Hamlin. And I, I don't think he's registered a, a, sack, a stack this year. I don't know how many snaps he's played, but I know it's been beyond limited. But I think coming into this year, George Fent, mm-hmm should be considered in some capacity for some recognition, whether it's national or local, because he has made the Texas decision to leave Titus Howard a left guard, which a lot of us are against mm-hmm. difficult because of the good job he's been playing at right tackle. And don't want to underestimate that he's been playing some damn good football. And so has Shaq Mason. On that CJ trial rushing touchdown, go back and look at how good of a job Shaq Mason did in just creating CJ Lane. So yesterday, a lot of the small things ended up to being bigger things, like the offensive line, 150 yards from Devin Singletary, 188 on the day, right? Sheldon Rankins, you see the three sacks, but you also see John Grenard, who got a sack, he helped create a lot of that pressure from the edge. Everybody doing their job and doing their job and executing well helped Houston pull off that 30 to 27 victory against a red hot Cincinnati mm. Bengals team. Um, for me, I just want to give kudos to DeAndre Houston Carson. Oh, yeah. He did not look good filling in the void after Jimmy Ward went down with that hamstring injury against Tampa Bay. And remember, John, that was something almost every single day here on this show last week. I talked about how difficult it was going to be for the Texans to replace what Jimmy Ward brought to this Houston Texans defense. And DeAndre did really good. He finished the game with seven tackles. He had an interception that should have been the game winning interception. If it wasn't for that mishap that Bobby Slowey did with his play calling, but special kudos to DeAndre Houston Carson, by the way, of course, we, we went through the whole show. And, yes, we're going to focus more on it on tomorrow's show. But another phenomenal game for C.J. Stroud. Um, 356 yards for 23-39, one passing touchdown, one rushing touchdown. By the way, with 356 M- yards. V.P. Mm, mm. That's just, woo, man. But look, with 356 yards, C.J. Stroud has tied 
for the most games for a rookie quarterback with 350 yards or more time. Andrew Luck and, of course, Cam Newton yeah. with three. And with about, what, eight games left, I'm pretty sure that's going to be yeah. another, not franchise record, but lead record for a rookie quarterback that C.J. Stroud is going to have to his name when the 2023 season comes to an end. Like I said, we'll mention more, talk more in depth about C.J. on tomorrow's show, but another phenomenal game for that rookie, for that rookie quarterback. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Locked On Texans podcast. Uh, the energy will be better tomorrow. The baby has kept me up throughout the night. But make sure that you subscribe, like, and comment to the Locked On Texans podcast on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. Give me a follow at John underscore Hickman 12 on X slash Twitter. And we'll be back to talk more. More takeaways from Sunday's matchup, of course, and just how damn good CJ Stroud is. And as always, I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.